Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I'm one of three of your hosts this week. I'm Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's in the other box, and he's my brethren from another metheran. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? You know, I don't fantasize about not being myself um, most of the time, but I think if I could be anything in the world, it would be a vampire. I think... Well, you do suck. I I do a lot. (laughs) A lot. Mm. Is a literal fact. I'm sorry. Is this a? My, are are of, you making a gay joke right now about yourself? Is that what's no, happening? No, I mean it, I could. Or it's, you? Because I, I was not I, I going think for that. That's a fun part. side effect of what I'm what I'm trying to say. But I think just being a vamp, like I, see. I don't know. You I'm are just, ambidextrous. It's some dope say. ass shit. It's some dope ass shit. My other brethren from another metheran. He is the 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 third. This well, yeah, the third member of the dual screens team, and he is the reason why I am currently addicted to V Rising. He's Taylor Allen, aka It's Purger. It's Purger. What's going on, buddy? Steve, How are you? I need to address something with you. Please undress something uh, with me. That being the bucket that you're drinking ice water out of right now. <laughs> yes. It's, why? It is hot. And this is my my half-size bucket. It's actually yesterday, a bucket of sweat. It's yesterday it was drink. 92 degrees in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Today it was 75 and it's raining, so it's a little better. But man, was I dehydrated after yesterday. So I had a double-size bucket yesterday when I was streaming. Today I went with the, with the I don't know how many quarts. The this half is. bucket. <laughs> They're 48 ounces. I'm going with the 48-ouncer. <laughs> and with us this week is He's Jeremy. Still here. <laughs> Jeremy, a.k.a. Berson. Fielding the community manager, manager, excuse me, over at Stunlock Studios, developer of V Rising, a gothic multiplayer survival game. Hello, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, it's really good to be here. I'm super glad Taylor brought up that bucket thing because I was really <laughs> wondering concerned? about. It. I thought it was maybe just a normal thing, and I was the strange one for thinking that the bucket now, is super weird. But I'm I'm glad it's not just me. Uh, and also, listen, it's very nice to be. Do here. I want to have to get up in the middle of the show? <laughs> No, and I agree refill completely. my beverage. No, I don't want to do that. Aren't so you I... always going on about drinking during a podcast? That's all you've been doing lately is drinking on the show. No, no. It's, it's, I've I noticed believe, it. So here's what I believe. I take the morning radio show approach to a podcast. Sure. Where this is, we're not doing a radio, we're not doing a radio drama. We're not acting. We're not performing. We're ch- we're chilling. We're hanging out. We're entertaining. If you need to take no. a swig of some water, please. And take I a totally swig agree with that. If you gotta you... let one fart, let one fart. You know what I mean? Just just let one out. It's okay. You gotta, saying, you gotta like moisten the vocal cords. I'm yeah, you gotta keep things going. What you've harped about the drinking and then not doing so. No, I'm this saying. is what I this is what I don't want. You ready? That's what I don't want to happen. That's what I don't want to happen. But you know what? It is delicious, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what else is delicious? Blood. This show. I got a Which question. Which is Let's what V-Rising is all about. It is just a bloody affair about sucking blood, drinking blood, harnessing blood, and building a castle with blood, and just pulverizing hearts and things to make blood. Blood moons. Blood moons rising. So much blood. And... I don't even know where to start. So actually, Andy, I'm skipping I know, you. You I don't know, get to start. I, no, I know I get to start. I, I think starting. I think our guest uh dual screens host should start. What kind of bullshit or horseshit <laughs> is this? I didn't approve this uh decision. That's the thing about being a, a, a 50-50 partner in this, buddy. Well, I feel like you're gonna ask a serious question, Taylor. Taylor? No, he's not. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I think oh, he is. I, <laughs> okay. I, All right. Was, but... Okay. If you are, then Andy, please give us the Andy, leadoff question. Ahead. Please set the oh, tone. It's the tone very, is it's, not set yet. So please, it's a, by it's all a, means. It's a very simple question. Okay. Uh, from Mr. Jeremy here. Jeremy, 
why does your game suck so good? Oh, I see. It's oh, because we're really because we're really into doing vampire stuff, man. Because yeah. we because yeah. yeah. uh, like every single part of the game, we like stopped and said like, "Hey, how can I make this more vampire like?" And very often, I think you'll find the answer to that is make stuff uh, blood related. <laughs> There's actually yep. definitely a point, like I would say several points, because uh, so I'm I'm the only native English speaker in the studio. Most everyone is Swedish. Oh, um, okay. And uh, I am involved in a lot of like the the naming of things sometimes. Like okay. if they're like, hey, we need a cool name for this, but we don't know a ton of English words. What does Jeremy think? Uh, the amount of things that we had to kind of adjust around being called blood something, blood altar. The <laughs> castle heart was nor was originally called uh, Bloodwell, uh, but mm. we changed it because we have too many things with blood in the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, castle heart is pretty dope. Yeah, castle heart is a really. It, it, I, didn't, I didn't come it, up with that one for the record. It, it seems really like this is a, a more of what a community manager does, like in the standard resume. Like you're about like outreach. And mm. getting the game across to people, getting more eyeballs. This yeah. is like you're involved on some deeper level. A little actual, bit. Yeah. Well, we're like a small studio, right? Mm. Uh, everybody wears many hats. Uh, when you when you join, uh, whatever you can do, you will probably end up doing at some point. Mm. Whatever you could physically do, <laughs> uh, you will probably end up doing at some point. So, yeah. Uh, and I was I'm really happy to help with that sort of stuff because I'm a big nerd. I'm a big lore nerd, especially. Uh, I play a lot of Dungeons Dragons. Hell yeah. And I'm really happy to uh, contribute anything uh, fantasy-wise to, to make the world feel darker and spookier and a little cornier, honestly. I think things should be more proudly corny and we we'll better do that with vampires. Speaking my language right now, dude. <laughs> so before we kick it over to Taylor, I, I just want to do like, a you know, for our listeners who don't know what V-Rising is, Jeremy, I'm going to give you the floor here to do what you do. And I want you to explain to our listeners and viewers, what is V-Rising? Okay, uh, V-Rising is a dark fantasy uh, survival vampire game. Uh, it is an action RPG. It has a WASD movement. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, that's no click to move. That's no, uh, it, it's you're using your keyboard to manually control every single movement that your character does. We have skill shots, which means that you have abilities, you have spells and stuff, and you aim them. You have to point out where they're going, which you can imagine can be a little bit difficult to do while you're moving around at the same time with your wise movement. But you know what? When you pick it up, it feels really, really, really good. It feels like you have total control of what's going on. So we take that and we put it in sort of a survival situation. And then we flip that on its head by making pretty much everything that you normally do in a survival thing opposite. Nighttime is good. Staying, staying out of the sun is good. You are the monster and you are hunting the people. Uh, and that's kind of what V-Rising is all about. It's about uh, building yourself up and, and becoming like living that vampire fantasy, building a big castle, drinking lots of blood, becoming more powerful and, and basically conquering Vardoron. I, I think we found I think we found the reason why Taylor finally likes a survival game because it's the anti survival <laughs> game. Yeah. So yeah, in a lot of ways. I, I told you I told you before the show started, I wrote an article, kind of like a, a preview about V Rising on our site. Um, and it's titled, I hate survival games and I love V Rising. I cannot begin to tell you how much money I've spent 
on every survival game out there. I've played Ark, I've played Conan, Minecraft, like Valheim, all of them, none of them click. I play them for 45 minutes and I absolutely hate them. Like the resource gathering and, and stuff like that is just like a not very fun loop for me. I understand why it's appealing to people, but like, I just don't enjoy it. I don't manage like managing like hunger and thirst and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, like V Rising just clicked with me. And it was like finally that survival game that I was like, yes, this is the one that I've wanted from like all of these other ones that I've bought and then refunded on Steam multiple times. Um, And I I think what you said about it being the antithesis of a survival game is exactly why. Where did like the idea of this vampire survival kind of begin? Like, was it primarily a survival game to begin with, or did you want to make a badass vampire game and you added the survival elements to it? All right, so this is more of like a, a sort of story I have to tell because I've, I've only been with the company for about a year. I've been really familiar with Stunlock for a long time, and I actually worked with them back in 2018. But I've only been like on this project and working with yeah. them for about a year. But I've, I've familiar with the designers, and uh, I've heard this story about a trillion times which is that uh, basically after our last game, Battle Right, uh, which is a strictly, strictly queue up PvP game. And then uh, also there's Battle Royale, which is a strict queue up PvP game, Dead On Epidemic, a PvP game with a little bit of PvE. And before that, Bloodline Champions, strict PvP game. They really just wanted to do something completely new and completely different that was not just a PV- PvP game. They, they wanted to do, and uh, they found survival was like really interesting. People in the studio just kind of liked it. They kind of wanted to try it out. They were interested in it. Uh, and they were kind of playing around with ideas. There's a lot of like um, prototyping and just trying to like find something they felt was good, feel out something good. And something just clicked with the vampire thing. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a situation where it was like, uh, we I, I saw Castlevania and I wanted to be big big bad Dracula or anything like that. <laughs> the story they keep telling me is uh, this image that they had of a guy like climbing out of a, a a crypt, like climbing out of his his coffin, and just picking up a rat and just getting into it and just tearing into this rat. And man, what a like survival feeling that is, right? Like you you just like you're you're a vampire, but also sort of brought low into the situation where you're eating a rat. And, and that's like uh, the rising from your crypt and, and like finding your way back to power. I feel like that moment kind of exemplifies that a, a lot. Uh, and something about that just, just clicked. Vampire hobo fest at that point. <laughs> yeah. I really want to get like a rat skin outfit at some point, like a like a real, oh, real grimy looking vampire. Yeah. I think one of the one of the reasons why this this hit hits for me as well um I'm, I'm not a big survival guy either but i like i like um community building and right now i'm playing on a server with about six other people and we're all kind of our individual vampires but we're sharing this world together we're going on runs to hunt these humans together we're building our castles we're making them really cool unique we have servants quarters and all this stuff and you could see yourself going from this lowly little vampire that uh is struggling you don't really struggle that mightily mm-hmm. in the beginning because I feel like you don't have to do anything crazy in the beginning. Like a game like Don't Starve, you could die in the first mm-hmm. 25 minutes. Like the first time Nightfall hits, and you're like, oh Jesus, I'm not prepared for this whatever's about to hit me. But I feel like you're always prepared. You're always 
able to survive. You're always able to get through the day cycle. You're always able to to gather enough resources to kind of hit that next point. But the other thing that you do really interesting is you tie <clears throat> resources or recipes or of different abilities to your hunts. So mm -hmm. you're not just looking for the next cave that has this cool mineral in it. You're looking for a certain creature or like like the alpha wolf or you're looking for this armorer so that you can slay him, drink his V-blood, and then you'll unlock a new thing that you can do in your castle. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has a really good uh, bacon at the end of the stick. Fuck carrots, it's bacon. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the stick to really keep you going. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, one thing that uh, the uh, lead designer, uh, Shelt or Martin, as other people in his life call him, uh, he, uh, he mentioned that uh, when they're designing systems, they want every system to kind of serve every aspect of play. Mm -hmm. Like you, you don't want to have just like you hunt the V-Bloods because you want to do the PVE thing. And then like the crafting is something completely separate. The building is something completely separate. They wanted all these systems kind of be intertwined. So they all kind of serve each other and you want to interact with all of them. And at the same time, it's people who are mainly into building will still find something satisfying out of going and hunting down these V-Bloods. Uh, every, every bit should kind of serve everything. You're never doing something at least usually not <laughs> doing something mm -hmm. that you don't want to do so that you can do something else you do want to do later. It, it all kind of feels satisfying together. Uh, at least that's the idea. And I, I'm glad that's coming. Across oh, yeah, it, it totally hits. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of things coming across, first of all, thank you for making the term V blood socially acceptable. Cause that just, that <laughs> yeah. term, um, <laughs> <laughs> conjures up other things but you know i made a social post once that was uh what does v blood stand for no, uh, wrong answers only and it it's my favorite oh, no. social post i've probably ever done and That's it good. just it didn't hit it made me very sad it was mm. it was during the time where uh less people knew about our game well on that note 1.5 million players in the span of i want to say what it's been two weeks since early access or something weeks. or something around that point and you know, there are other games they weren't breakout hits. Like I never heard of this other game you said Battle Right. What was it called? You mentioned before. Yeah, Battle Right. Never heard of that in my whole life. I have mm. to admit. And uh Epidemic, the Dead Island game, that was mediocre as shit. I'm just gonna say it. But uh this one I feel like it really connected, like it's it, it just came out like all guns blazing. What is that like seeing this huge feedback and just embracing of this game like so early and there's a huge fan base already building behind it just thirsty for more well okay so another thing that, that i've <laughs> uh in in my talks with because like uh basically towards the end of the first week uh i i had like a, a, my first like real interview coming up and i wanted mm. to like do a sort of check-in i was actually in the office i, I normally work remotely I, I live in florida but uh, they had me in the office for the week before and then the week after lunch. So I was in Sweden. I was in the office and I sort of like went around kind of trying to do a check with as many of like the, the POs, like the, the, the big, big time folks uh, as I could to try to get a feel for how everyone was sort of doing and where everyone was at because, you know, things were going crazy uh, and, and like it was pretty jarring for everyone. Um, and one thing that he said that really stuck with me 
was that uh, he does he can't design a game for other people. Like he can't design mm-hmm. a game for another person and know exactly what they're going to feel and know exactly what they're going to want. Uh, he has to design things that he thinks is fun and uh, like systems that he thinks is fun. So even though he isn't necessarily like a 3000 hour survival game player, uh, he can go into this genre and experiment and, and try to make things as long as he feels like they're going to be fun. Um, and that's the thing is you put together something you feel is fun and you think is fun and you enjoy and you love and every single person in that studio uh like we are so lucky because every single person holds themselves accountable and wants their own work to be great Hmm. and and like really really pushes to make whatever they do something they can be proud of and when that all comes together and you put it out uh you don't know how people are going to take it like you can never know right um and and people really liked it and and that's that's what's so cool about it is you're putting out something that you love and then they also love it and you connect in that moment, like with all those people, like all those people that got so into it, you're like, and it's kind of mind breaking a little bit <laughs> to, to, you know, feel that. Uh, and uh, I, I still probably hasn't hit me. I've just been so busy. Yeah, I had and, the moment to yeah, think. Yeah. And also but, not, not being genre veterans either. This is new territory for your studio. This is not like yeah. you have like the experience that you've brought with you with this particular playstyle. It's, this is a new ball game. It's, experimental in a lot of ways and it's 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 come across and hit in a massive way that must feel like hugely satisfying on so so many levels it's pretty nice (laughs) it's really good people love our game i never imagined it would be this big Uh, this is this is my first game release uh this is my first time being a community manager during a game release and uh it's it's been pretty crazy (laughs) i i was I was going into this game release thinking like, whoa, how crazy would it be if like we go into early access and we have like a 20K player peak? <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be insane for my first game. Little did he know. Little did he know. I mean, <laughs> still, top rights, 10. still top 10 on Steam charts. As right now. God damn. Yeah, right. damn. That's fantastic. Yep. That is yeah. incredible, guys. And I don't expect those numbers to hold forever because, you know, we're new. And also there's a lot of people who are going to just enjoy the PVE and they're going to stop playing. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. We will have stuff for them later. They will come back, I hope. You know? Yeah, I actually, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because, like, at this point in the, it it is early access. Let's make sure people Mm -hmm. understand that, like, this is not something that, you know, is a fully... I mean, it is really well put together. It's it's, it's a full experience, but it's not Thank the you. final vision. Um, <clears throat> and right now I'm about 10 and a half hours. I played three days, uh, three different nights. I'm 10 and a half hours. Um, I just unlocked my final piece of, of technology that you that is available to me, at least what I believe is available to me in the early access build of this game. So I'm, I feel like I'm nearing the end of what is available to me in early access. Um, what is the plan going forward to keeping this uh, on the top of people's to to play list? Um, do you is there a roadmap that is a little bit more accelerated due to the fact that there are a million and a half people that played this within the first two weeks, or um, or did, was there a, is there a slower plan? Like what can what can you tell us a little bit about that? You, wait, you in in ten hours you got to what you're pretty sure is the end. And not not the end, fast. but the 
what I what I perceive as the last piece of the, uh, that I could unlock, like uh, I, I forget how it's explained, like recipes or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that technology where you go into your workbench or your uh, research desk. I have all of that unlocked. So now I'm just going trying to find resources to make all of the things I've unlocked. I haven't made everything yet. Okay. But I can. What's the last what's the last uh, can can you tell me what's the last like V blood boss you've killed? The the last one I I killed was I'm actually I'm currently working on the special rat one because I didn't okay. realize how you get it. Um and then there's two that I've unlocked. My gear score or okay. whatever is like 40 two i think or something like that okay yeah um, i think you're going to be very pleased in the, in the near future well i'm very <laughs> you know, cool no i mean i mean that's great it's just like when i unlocked that last little square i was like oh okay that was the loop i was enjoying at the time mm-hmm. so i was like okay well yeah. wh- wh- what am i going to be doing now um yeah so without spoiling can you go into a little bit of like what sure. players yeah. can expect uh, as they as they pour does you know dozen or so yeah hours absolutely in? uh so uh in terms of like putting an exact word not down uh, that's something that we kind of want to avoid doing because, uh, like, uh, like Andreas said, um, we have, we are not veterans of this field of, of like the survival. This is our first survival game. And this is the first game that we've made of like this, frankly, insane scope for the size of our studio. Mm, okay. Um, and one of the really cool things about it is that unlike in Battle Right, where uh, it was basically like a, you know it was a team arena brawler, it was it was like champions fighting champions, like a like a League of Legends team fight, but condensed just to the team fight part. We could only really just make champions for that. We could put out new maps for that, and that was pretty much it. There wasn't like a lot of other things you could do. Um, in this game, there is an infinite <laughs> amount of ways. I was really hoping that word would come out of your mouth. Like, yeah, I, I was hoping that was nice. going to be the word. <laughs> we have these systems in place, right? Like we have these like servant systems and we have the castle building and we have, uh, you know, raiding mechanics and we have, uh, you know, the V-bloods and, and areas to explore and things to unlock. And these are all things that exist. But in, in this, a lot of people have said like, oh man, like you did, this doesn't have to be early access. This could have been a full game, uh, which from our perspective is insane. Uh, absolutely not the case. This had to be an early access game because everything that we've got out right now is, is you know, it's good, it's cohesive, it's very basic versions of the systems we want, but we want these systems to be much more fleshed out, much more interesting and interweave much more. So uh, moving beyond this, like uh, this first sort of month or so, like we're kind of working on bug fixing and a little bit of balancing and making sure the game is in a nice state for everyone. So that when we move into content production, uh, which we are still doing a little of already, but when we move more heavily into content production, uh, we want people to be able to, you know, chill and be happy for like, you know, a little bit. Mm. Um, this is uh, a survival game uh, and it is like a very large scope. So when we put content out, we want it to be kind of like a chunky amount of content, like a good amount of stuff. Yeah. If you really chew on and really expand on and really be worth playing through everything again. None of this micro content shit. There's got to be small updates. Because <laughs> like in a lot of the times when you do like an update to this, you know, you're going to have to update the map. We're going to be like redoing parts of maps and stuff like that, that to make it more interesting, to add more points of interest, to, you know, um make it more efficient to make it better to build in like we have lots of ways we can do that but right now we can't edit the map 
because that'll wipe everyone's worlds. And we don't mm -hmm. want to do that. Uh, we want, if there's going to be a world wipe situation where to update the game, you're going to have to wipe your world. We want there to be a worthwhile amount of content to justify that. Uh, so to, to answer the question of like what we're going to be doing in the future, everything, <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to be expanding on everything. There's so many small things that are in the game that are really cool that we need more of. Like uh, not to spoil anything, but there is like a sort of mini boss that drops a recipe that you can learn. Uh, and it's like the only thing like it in the game. Uh, we need more of those. Like we need, there are places where like events happen where like, you know, things start exploding or, you know, uh, monsters actively go in and, and interact with other monsters and like, like raid places. Like that and more places would be really cool. We need more things to make the world feel alive. Um, and there are parts of the world we're really not happy with right now that we really want to kind of iterate on and expand on and make better. So uh, very long answer, but yeah, we have, we have a lot of stuff we want to work on. <laughs> Man, and I'm just happy drinking bear blood all day long. This guy's got yeah. a whole massive oh, content plan for me. I wish you could have picked any other animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taylor, was... you're quiet. It yeah, was good. I, that, was, I actually, that was good. I wanted to know uh, whose fucking idea it was to put Tristan the Vampire Hunter in the opening area. <laughs> I love Tristan the Vampire Hunter like, so what much. The fuck? He's one of my favorite units. <laughs> I I'm not kidding. I ran into him probably 25 minutes into my very first playthrough. Come out into the open. I'm still trying to like get the animal pelts and stuff. I'm just like wandering around trying to figure out the systems and stuff. And I see this dude and it's just fucking giant red skull over his head. Mm -hmm. And he destroys me yeah <laughs> i love that he walks through uh i think it's the logging camp uh -huh. which yeah. is one of the first v bloods you fight like one of the first ones you can track and fight and he walks straight to that camp and slowly. i don't know who yeah very slowly <laughs> and i don't know who designed that exact path but i want to give him a hug it's so good i love the fact that they're fairly early on in the game there's this extremely dangerous vampire hunter that you run into. This is walking around and he just completely crushes you. <laughs> that, that you won't even come close to being able to kill for another dozen plus hours. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's a it's a while before you even become remotely formidable to him. Yeah. But what's cool about him, what I really love about about his design, one, he shows up early if you're unlucky and he is terrifying. Uh, I love the idea of there being a terrifying vampire hunter. I think it's cool. Like you should have threats like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, you know, things like, you know, the golems and the trends and stuff, like you should be presented with challenges that uh, make you go, I need to run from this mm -hmm. and, and create sort of those, um, those dynamic like player moments. It's like a rivalry really... almost like a rivalry yeah. starts where you're like this motherfucker wait exactly. until I have some powers and a sword that could actually do something. And I am going <laughs> to get you, sir. But when you do, it's so satisfying because the things he gives you, like the V blood abilities he gives you are like a massive weight off progression wise. Like it feels so good to be able to, the, the abilities he gives you are so good. <laughs> it really takes a huge weight off i just love how rewarding. i love how you know you can't really enjoy being a badass vampire then fucking van helsing shows up like <laughs> yeah 
yeah. two minutes into the game. Um, but that's great. It, it, it really sets the tone, like for being an immortal, like fearsome creature, you mm-hmm. are vulnerable. Yeah. And not, and not just to sunlight or silver. The, the world is actively hunting you down. And yeah. it's that the survival mentality kicks in at that point. And it really just yeah. makes the whole package. I, so I, I, I mentioned I'm, I'm the native English speaker and a huge nerd. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I actually wrote the voice lines for the V Bloods. And oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, uh, and for Tristan in particular, I just tried to write the edgiest stuff I possibly could, like painfully edgy yeah. was what I was going for with every one of his I, I, I could have lent you my like high school diary. You could have pulled some <laughs> shit from that. No, it's okay. I was, I was, I, I was sad in middle school. I know what it's like. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> just laughing at me. I love it. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, most of us nerds, like I was, <laughs> horribly depressed all throughout junior high and high school we had a nobody had a good time in middle school that's just a fact and you are spot yeah. on, sir. But now, now you're you're behind like a multi-million dollar selling game so it's like suck it <laughs> literally literally yeah there are gonna be so many vampire puns in i'm surprised we've, we've kept it the... to a minimum so far yeah i'm, I'm hoping this time around uh <laughs> I'm hoping this time around my Valentine's Day social post, uh, it's Valentine's Day, just suck it, is cleared. <laughs> By that time, people will be desensitized enough. We'll figure. I can probably yeah, well, I land think, that line. Yeah. You'll you'll have a few people that will will back you up on that <laughs> That's one. That's really good. Appreciate that. I um, I do yeah. love like how much you guys leaned into like being a vampire. Though you mentioned like you know that image of you know coming out of your crypt and like sucking on a rat to like stay alive one of the things that i highlighted in my preview was um the fact that i didn't realize as i first come out of the crypt and i'm walking through the grove of trees uh in you know the beautiful sunlight that that is going to fucking kill me very quickly (laughs) um and then you know finding silver a couple hours later and like taking damage over time as i'm like holding this silver Mm -hmm. um where are like some of the areas that you guys had to like do a double take and make sure that it was like vampire enough, you know? There was definitely a sort of a specific moment or maybe not a specific moment, but cause it happened kind of a lot, but like there were moments during like our own like internal play testing during like development where we'd go like, all right, but like, how do I make this more vampire? Like this just sort of feels like a survival game. I don't Besides really feel like a vampire. Calling sometimes. something bloody something. Right. Yeah, aside from that. And not everything had permanent names yet. So we didn't even really have that. <laughs> There's just a lot of like, you know, I should be more scared of the sun. The sun doesn't hurt enough. Like I because yeah. the sun like really hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And there were times where it wasn't so bad or like it, it kind of came on too easily, or there was like uh for a while, uh if you moved into the shadow at all like your sort of buildup of how long it is until the sun starts burning you would just drop off completely. So if you were just like walking down the road, you, as long as there's like some trees nearby, you didn't even have to think about it. You just like walk through. It was like, no problem. Mm. but uh, so making the sun more annoying definitely was something that uh, the animation and sound go a long way to that too. Cause it's, it's like, you mm. could hear your flesh burning. You're like, yeah, it's like, 
It's like crackling bacon. You're like, oh shit, I gotta get out of this song. I per- I personally do think that the the uh, VFX people and and the sound people really really killed it. Like really, it was super important that they they like did that right and they they really nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that sort of thing goes overlooked a lot of the time. Um, one thing I really liked about one thing that made me a huge fan of Stunlock before I was a part of the studio was uh, in Battle Right the abilities really felt like you were swinging them. Like it really felt like you were throwing a fireball and you really felt like when it hit, like the sound and everything was just so crisp and so much attention was paid to that. And they definitely brought that into this project. Like they definitely, the attention to detail is super important. Uh, but yeah, we thought about how to be more vampire basically at every step, uh, tie more stuff into drinking blood, make more things about, um, you know, uh, actually having issues with things like you, the, 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 problems you run into should be vampire problems you know not normal person problems there's also a very vampire centric vanity here too like the the decorations the paintings the just the architecture that you're building your castle you're like you're so pompous you're just such a pompous <laughs> just jerk off that's vampire, vampire shit dude. but that's totally vampire it's just like yeah. here's where i keep my slaves <laughs> Here's where I have here, you watched any underworld movie ever? Here's my like, 40 foot doors that are in my entire castle. I'm gonna put up my green and violet torches mm-hmm. and my my gigantic steel golden brazier. Yeah, it's just of it's uh, it's uh, it's like if you can just lay that big vampire cock on the table to the rest of the villagers, which actually confuses me a little bit because. You would think oh. that the you would th- <laughs> what about vampire cock? Do you find no, no, no. confusing? Steve? Tell me more. We're, we're building. There are now there are six or seven vampires in our little world. Where yeah. All our castles are built pretty close to each other. Not like mm-hmm. on my first. My first one was on top of somebody else, basically. And I was like, no, I'm taking. I can't. I need more space. So I collapsed it. I brought it down a little bit. But like all of these castles and these absolutely horrifying vampires sprung up out of nowhere, and the villagers are like surprised that there's these vampires and they will not attack my castle they just Mm. won't they just won't do it yet and i'm like it is uh why don't they have their pitchforks and 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 torches one thing that i think is actually really cool about the general like uh direction that that i was getting because like in the voice lines uh there was a point where they were sort of like what the hell is this like they were like they're like what are you because, like, they haven't seen vampires in a very long time. Nobody really, it's been, like, 800 years. Most people don't know what they look like on site. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if it plays out in them now or if it was kind of edited out, but it sort of started as, like, everyone's just, like, whatever you are, I'm going to kill you. Uh, but, like, That's later fair. on, in, like, later areas, they would start to recognize you because the idea is that you've been around a little while mm-hmm. and now people sort of know what's going on. Uh, so like basically the, the recognition of what you are would start to sort of permeate the world and, and like the voice lines, uh, even like, uh, there is a certain, um, villager voice line where they literally shout like vampires and they like run off and they like warn everyone they're vampires there. Um, there is not currently any thing in game in which villagers or whatever will pick up their pitchforks and come to attack you, <laughs> but I promise you it's something we're always thinking about like oh, it, yeah. everyone wants 
get that me rising tower defense mode. Yeah, <laughs> it's I like mean, uh, oh, you know the the townspeople are restless. Prepare your your defense. You know, like and you just hear like, like there's like a little meter that's just rising. It's like the group of people. You could go meet them on the street and try and kill mm-hmm. them, but like they're coming. There's like forty of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think I think I mean. In terms of just like the vampire fantasy, like you need that, right? Like right. you want that. You want that. You want the townspeople to come and try and burn your castle down. Right. Yes. You need it. Uh, but also, I think it's super important that we do something like that at some point. That that's one way we expand on the game because, uh, in a PVE sense, like for people who aren't like super into PvP, there really is no threat to your castle. There really is almost no reason to have walls except for it being annoying when wolves are just like mm. all up in your business. Well, and sunlight. And you want, you want the yeah. ceiling. Yeah, it's the you sunlight. Roof. But like yeah. realistically, you could toss up a mist brazier. Like who needs bones for anything? But uh, I mean, yeah, it also it's just fun to have I need castle. bones. Like I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just not have bones, man. I need bones. <laughs> Boneless vampires. Uh, no, it, it's a... Uh, you you should be sort of rewarded for building like a cool a cool defensive castle mm-hmm. and, and like it should be you, you should have to defend it like i want to be able to like so cool. n- i want to be able to kidnap more people and maybe not make them servants but just hang them upside down and make them blood banks oh. and just be like <laughs> slice mm, thank you i could go out in the world now i have no comment on this mm-hmm. uh, please don't Steve, i, I have to play the game more man for the record, for the record, I'm not gonna. I mean, uh, at ten hours deep, he's played the whole game apparently. So he I knows. didn't. I didn't say that. I said I, I unlocked I what is. I've unlocked me. it all. That is I've what I said. Everything. There's no blank squares for me to unlock. Is all I'm saying. I do, I, but for the record, I, I can't say that that sort of thing is necessarily the next thing we're working on, or if that is going to be a thing before release, or maybe that's a thing we work on after release. Because to be clear. Our final vision of the game is not where we stop. Like there is so many places to keep taking it after that. So we're going to keep that. expanding after that. I love that. Uh, but um, obviously, right now we're just focused on getting to release. And I'm getting no no vamp sky, no vamp sky. <laughs> yeah. And but it launched well. It launched in yeah. good shape. That's what, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm excited for. You know, it that looks was one done. Thing we were telling ourselves going out of it. We were like, you know what? If everyone hates it. No man's sky turned themselves around pretty well, right? Like we'll we could we could if everyone hates it, we could still turn it around. We'll be oh, fine. That's, It'll that's be a, okay. That's a, that's a great like developer like mindset. Like if it sucks, <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, that's cool. It's kind of a cool thing. There's like redemption stories out there now. Right. So yeah. when you get to release, as long as you're not saying to yourself like, you know, if release if nothing happens on release, we have to shut down, which is never the state that we ever want to be in. Uh, and, and we're not in, to be clear. But, you know, getting there and going like, you know what, if release doesn't go perfectly, we will still survive. We still will be able to turn this game around. It was it was nice going into it, knowing that other people had done it. Well, and especially in this field, survival. Survival fans are apparently very forgiving. Well, you I, kicked ass, so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I, I kind of want to ask you, Jeremy, what, like, the day-to-day looks like for you managing a community of a lot of fans who because you thought this wouldn't be you were saying oh 20k concurrent that'd be amazing mm-hmm. but you have a lot more than that right that you're that you're you know 
And to be of, clear, I, I prepared for more than that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I set things up, uh, you know, we, we set up our social channels and like our discord to handle more people mm-hmm. expanded the channels massively. So chats would have like a lot of different places to happen mm-hmm. uh, and be more focused. And like uh, we, uh, you know, we, we, we prepared, we like put a lot of preparation in and uh, you know, our community team is, is very small. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a studio of 36, 37 people. The whole marketing team is like three people. I'm one of them. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. And uh, it, it's like me and and my coworker Ruth were basically the community team, uh, but she's also working on other stuff like half the time. So uh, not a big t- compare no, numerically. Huge issue. Huge disparity. <laughs> it's just like when you see what this game uh, looks like and what it does. It there's like opposing ideas because you would think a game that looks this polished and plays this well has a massive team of brains just spearheading its marketing and its socials all up again no it's like no i'm i'm writing dialogue and i'm you know no we are are a small studio and i think even when people hear like 36 it sounds like big but it's it's really not not at all really not big like our tech team is like eight people like seven or eight people uh, they're doing everything uh and then we got like a design team that's like you know four or five people like uh and then like we got a bunch of artists and and you know the numbers they add up fast as to like how many people is on each team uh and i probably am misquoting because i'm just like off the cuff here but yeah uh my day-to-day is changing a lot right now because, uh, you know, there's a huge rush at first. And obviously, like, we were not prepared for this amount of people, the number, the sheer number, the sheer amount of feedback and bug reports and, and like, issues and, and needing to, like, moderate on servers and stuff uh, for in the worst cases. Uh, and trying to figure out when I have to say no to people. Like, when I just say, like, I physically can't do that. Like, I have the, when somebody messages me with a tech support question, I'm not good at tech support, but I still have the urge to help them. Like I still want to help them so badly and to have to say no, sometimes it it like hurts. Um, But yeah, just sort of like learning to manage my day to day has been a big thing. Uh, And it's all been about me kind of trying to spearhead, stopping everything from burning down all the time. And then I've got my coworker, Ruth, who's amazing at organizing things so much better than me in every way, but at that aspect of, 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 uh, being a person, um, she has, she's been like, small aspect of being a human. No big deal. She's been, uh, we've been working together to, to like sort of set up systems to better handle this stuff in mass and like really think about how to do this stuff at scale instead of just trying to stay afloat. Uh, so while I'm keeping us afloat, she's setting up the system so that in the future, it's not so hard to do. And as my time is kind of freeing up over these two weeks, I'm sort of getting a better handle on how to how to do things. Uh, and I'm super also just super lucky that like other people from the team, like people from animation are stepping in to like do community stuff. And like uh, people from uh, and my mods like on my discord are amazing. I almost I thought you just said your mom. I was like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> my mom on the Discord. Well, I was going to say, like, it's, it's already My too... mom comes on, scolds people. They're mean to me. It's already, it's already too wholesome. But if your moms are involved as well, I can't with that shit. That's just... <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Bear's mom. Um, <laughs> Taylor, let's get one more question from you before we go into rapid fire. 
yeah um i love like seeing how games kind of like find a not necessarily a cult following but how like streamers and things like that can really affect like the growth of a game and you guys over the last couple of weeks have had some of the biggest streamers in the world from like shroud lyric bad child bad child uh all all uh <laughs> like stream the game um what has been like you know maybe a, a cool moment or, or something that you guys didn't really expect you know from like some of these massive streamers so one thing one thing is i'm man i don't know if i can say this enough i'm a big nerd i've been watching twitch for a long time and like seeing like every person that i have ever followed on twitch play the game that i was involved with mm-hmm. is pretty insane in and of itself uh but there have been like a, a lot of little moments uh there's uh, a streamer right now called uh, CDN and he is doing like a streamer server with like very specific rules. Uh, it's like a PVP server and they like have rules like you are not allowed to talk outside of game uh, at all. And you, you have to do all your strategizing, all your talking, all your rating and stuff. All that communication has to happen in game. Overlap uh, of VoIP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and they're in small groups. So it's leading to them like, gathering up and having secret meetings and people like going rat form and trying to like sneak around and like spy on those meetings. And they're like constantly paranoid, have to like check on and like control information and set up alliances and like do this, like all these like elaborate base raid thing. Like it's so many cool things that people are doing with our game. rising big brother. Yeah. (laughs) And like uh, mostly I'm really enjoying seeing like sort of all the little communities that people are building up. Uh, and and stuff like that. I'm just enjoying seeing people play our game and love it. I love that we uh, have someone like you know we you know we have like partners. We we have like sponsored streamers. Like we have ads, mm-hmm. and I loved like one streamer I watch. We sponsored them to play, and then when they got on to play, they weren't starting for the first time. They already had a server where they were like currently already level 50 and like all their friends were on their server together awesome. and they were just like walking us through the castle and showing us all the things they had already built like stuff like that just like i don't know there's lots of lots of really great moments dope. i can't even i can't even process them all well jeremy we're gonna set up some more dope moments because it's time to get into rapid fire this is where it's, we it's actually not steven i'm sorry i'm oh, no. hijacking it from you oh no because i totally forgot oh no that I made a post on Reddit about this interview and I checked my phone and kind of blew up. So I oh, have we, questions. community questions. Yeah, I do. I have All right. questions for All Jeremy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Came prepared. <laughs> the more you guys put off this thing that I was for the record, not told about called rapid fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> the more stressed I'm getting. You just stand against the wall. We shoot <laughs> yeah. balls at you. And then we're done. It's remember easy. middle school. It's middle was, school. The segment. <laughs> I was wondering why you guys flew me out here. Dear diary, everything everything sucked today. <laughs> all right, there's a lot. I won't go through all of them, but some juicy ones here that we'll get okay. to. Fun rapid fire. This is gonna go long. I feel, but I don't care. It's been a great show. Let's let it go longer. Why not? Cowboy of Science asks, Will V Rising be offered on any streaming service? GeForce Now, Stadia, etc. Okay, um, we have been asked a lot about Juice Force now, mm. and it's something that we are actually talking to NVIDIA about. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out. I, and when I say that, I mean, I literally have no idea. I have no part in these talks. 
I have no idea what goes into getting us on there or, or what sort of like blockers there are for that. So um, I hope so, because it seems like a lot of people want it, um, but we're, we're working on it. Cool. Fair. Zilhor Zilhaust says, will we be able to sit in chairs? This is, this is a silly one, but important to me. No, it's important to me too. I mean, we have uh, a fucking throne. You got to sit in it. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can sit in that one, but I would yeah. like you to be able to sit in other chairs. And I think everyone wants to be able to sit in chairs. I mean, that's uh, like the peak vampire decadence, just sitting on a just chair. Sitting and there down. With that, with, that <laughs> one, with that arm kind of dangling off the side. God, I love With that. a goblet yeah. in one hand. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the right. answer to that is uh, it is not currently a priority, but we do want to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. We have we have many a times discussed sitting in chairs uh, and how much we want it. We, we one thing, uh, man. Everyone asks, uh, and maybe you guys asked, and I already answered this, but something that surprised us about like how the game was received. I knew that it would be kind of cool with role players, but the amount in which role players have like hopped on this game, I love it. I love it so much. I'm a big role play nerd. Uh, I love that stuff. Uh, you don't say. And- yeah, uh, only it's only the fifth time I've mentioned it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I want to be able to sit in chairs. I'm on that team. All right. Well, on the topic of chairs, he also Thank asked about weather updates. Yes, <laughs> he asked about a type of decor that rests on tables, like goblets, plates, cards, candles, etc. Yeah, Again, I don't know if we'll end up just doing. <laughs> I don't know if we'll just end up doing tables that come like with that stuff pre on it when we make tables. Yeah. Or if we'll add some sort of ability to put stuff on tables, but yeah, that's another thing uh, that we have talked about. Uh, Sir Vaniel asks, what are their thoughts on the server hopping and calls for wipes? Hmm. Uh, So private servers, which are actually the majority of servers can wipe all they want. Uh, But in terms of official servers, we have been kind of watching and trying to figure out what would be a good time for PVP servers to wipe. Like we do think that PVP servers especially need to wipe. PVE will probably also have to wipe at some point, but probably only with like a content update. Um, so in terms of PVP servers, we're, we're still trying to kind of trying to figure out what a healthy time for that is. And when we do figure that out, we're going to obviously let people know pretty well in advance that their stuff is going to explode. So that like surprise you log on the game the next day and everything's fucking gone. <laughs> Goddamn new world. <laughs> um, are there any intentions to adapt same user, by the way, to adapt the durability system? Adapt it. Mm-hmm. That's what he says to adapt the durability system. I don't know what that means. Yeah. We, there is a durability is- system. So mm-hmm. maybe adapted to what? Maybe further it down the line or something i don't know make it i'll ask him uh, on reddit adapted to what <laughs> yeah uh if he's asking if we're looking to if by adapt he means like adjust mm. or like change uh there is we do recognize that there is sort of an area in the end game right now uh the end game ish area where it is kind of too expensive to repair stuff uh so that's something that, that we need to adjust and, mm. and we do plan to balance there's a lot of stuff in the end game that we really need okay. to balance uh these are a pair of just comments one from undoing sin 91 wagons or sand- sandal bags we needs them precious <laughs> no no, <laughs> and no, no. Then, andy it's needs them precious <laughs> no i didn't want to do it <laughs> uh, that's, that's why i have you and then <laughs> 
this is a totally like the name tired bear mm. <laughs> says give me this give me the scarecrow's axther ability please uh okay so the first thing with the mm-hmm. saddlebags and the wagon mm-hmm. i think that's a cool idea okay there you um, go <laughs> for it. the for the second for the second one um yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> that, that, that'd be neat. Uh, I mean, we've talked about stuff that, uh, you know, things drop that you can learn. Maybe that would be one such I, thing. I have a question that was directed towards me. Okay, but who are you? And why do we care if you're interviewing them? <laughs> Fantastic. I like that because it dunks on kind of both of us the same yeah, time. Yeah, like, yeah. Why the fuck are yeah. they going on your yeah. show? And who the hell are you? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Another one from Sir Daniel. Are there plans to make Farbane and Dunley larger with an extra iron mine? Um, not that I know of. No. We do plan to like do more with the map and expand on it, but for those areas in particular, I I don't know if we plan to adjust the size of them at all. It could happen. Like Cursed Forest used to be like four times the size it is now. Mm-hmm. But uh it was adjusted down because we the feel of the place is supposed to be a sort of like choking uh like tangled uh sort of like uncomfortably cramped area so it being Mm. so big just kind of didn't make sense um so i don't know areas do change in size sometimes i don't know how much they want to change the size now that it's it's sort of like out (laughs) in front of everyone again okay uh i am sither says horses will they remain strong with high damage slash cleave and impossible to escape even after knocking them off I can sort of tell which side on the, of the horse debate this guy falls on. Kind of, kind of made that obvious, didn't he? <laughs> I, uh, I actually uh, do not know what sort of adjustments they plan to do to, to horses, uh, and and it's impossible to escape cleave. And I think you may have answered this question earlier in the show. Uh, Lankinet asks, is there a public roadmap on what they want to accomplish before a 1.0 release? And I think you said everything earlier. (laughs) Well, we have sort of a, uh, we don't, we don't have like a set roadmap, but we do have uh, a sort of vision of what we want to do to sort of expand our end game. Like that's one of the main things we want to work on. Uh, But uh, like we mentioned earlier, we, like I, the, the elemental of Sunlock mentioned earlier, uh, there are a lot of things we can improve along the way and sort of prioritizing what we do and deciding what's most important to get done and flesh out the most on our way to getting to that end game spot um, will depend a lot on sort of the feedback we get from the community and making an, a roadmap kind of like locks us down and like saying we're going to put out specific features, I think locks us down from uh saying like, okay, like we'll add this specific thing, but maybe partway down the line, we discover a solution that solves that and also two other things at the same time. Mm. But we've already announced that we're doing this one thing. So if we don't, if we go back on that, uh, everyone will be quite pissed. Uh, we never want to have to go back on what, on our word. So uh, yeah, we're, we're not releasing specifics, uh, but we will be keeping people up to date with what we're working on throughout the process. Let's get two more in here before Rapido Fire. Uh, Shazbot Simulator 2012 asks, is there any plans to make wandering bosses less apt to walking off mid-fight? Uh, yeah, there's a, there is some issue, I think, with, like, leashing 
Mm. So you got to walk this kind of awkward line because there's some like really awkward, cheesy strats where you can kite things forever Mm -hmm. uh, and you want them to leash to sort of discourage people from doing that. But also because patrolling units, that leash point is from wherever you aggroed them initially. Mm. uh, It isn't quite as easy to intuitively judge when they're going to leash back. Like normally when you're like fighting a boss, you kind of get a feeling like you're like, I feel like I'm entering that they're going to run away territory when I'm this far away. Uh, That's way hard to judge with patrolling units. So I think it definitely feels that way. I'm not sure if it is that way. That's something I'd have to, I'm sure design knows. And if I asked them, they would know a definitive answer to that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's something to look at. If people are frustrated with it, it means there's something wrong with it that we can adjust. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then finally, OMG Green Tea says, I would love to know when they'll fix Castle Blood Essence Drain to help new players find castle spots. Yeah, uh, that's something definitely worth talking about in terms of like, uh, you don't actually know how people are going to act exactly when you when you start off, uh, when you introduce a system to them, and especially on this larger scale. So this has been really helpful in, in us trying to figure out how to make the castle decay system sort of work as intended. Because like the whole idea of it decaying when you don't have blood in it is to sort of let these castles that are going unused fall away and give space for new people to move in. Uh, but active people, I think, aren't moving north fast enough and like leaving spaces for new people to join in and, and get in them. And also uh, castles aren't decaying fast enough, uh, possibly. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's something that uh, we've passed on internally and we're looking at uh, and the designers will come up with some sort of solution. I'm sure uh, whatever I think they're gonna do they always do something totally sideways. That's way better than whatever I thought up. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, before we get into rapid fire, uh, and to answer that other dude's question, Stephen, who are we? We are the Dual Screens Podcast, the internet's number one indie developer interview podcast that you've never heard of, probably. We post each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, podbean.com. And of course, we are on the video version here is on youtube.com slash dual screens TV. We also have two other podcasts. We have Indies Nuts, our indie news, uh, indie game news previews and reviews podcast. Yeah, I got the reaction I wanted. See, that's what it happens the first time every time. Uh, and that show records live on Thursday nights uh, on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. And also Taylor is our, uh, has taken over hosting duties for the dual screens crossplay podcast, which is our general gaming news podcast, uh, which you, records live also on Twitch tv slash dual screens streams and of course you can find them on our youtube channel as well and you could go to you uh dualscreens.com for all of your fun stuff and if you want to support us with your hard-earned dollar dollar bills y'all you can go to patreon.com slash nds podcast just like our patreon producers colton the apprentice nestler and fnh paul we cannot continue to grow the v cannot rise without your support so we want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts and we are about to relaunch some so our our tiers um it is june 1st as of this recording so the update should be out within the next couple of days depending on when you're listening to this it might already be done um but please be excited for that and of course if you support us at one dollar you get into our vip discord and you get bonus episodes all right 
<sighs> it's time for rapid fire. Now, I actually wrote down questions because there were certain things I want to know about you. Oh, so boy. we're going to ask questions and we're going to get to know you from Taylor? deep, from oh. deep down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to ask the first question. I'll start us off. Go, go for it. Sure. What's your D and D class? Oh, My D and D class? Yeah. That's really tough. Uh, What's your go-to? I bounce around a lot. I think wizard, probably wizard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like flexibility. <sighs> I was going to ask that. You go, Andy. Mm. <laughs> you are coming out of your crypt, your noble vampire ass, -ass self, with your vampire head ass, and <laughs> there is a stake plunged into your heart. And you look up, whose face do you see? Um, most uh, most people are not going to know who this is, but his name is Andreas. Uh, it's not you. <laughs> oh, shit. I was going to say, <laughs> I just fucking met you. I, th I yeah, thought that was a callback no, no. to the Reddit post. No. <laughs> the Reddit comment. Who the hell are you, Andreas? <laughs> I look up and I Not say, many people are going to know this person because it's you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was. Uh, He's one of our 3D artists. Uh, I, I think he's secretly trying to kill me. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. He's, got a, he's got a fine name, by the way. Let him know. Okay, okay, I will. He's got a great name. I love that. Taylor. <laughs> Who's your uh, Gen 1 Pokemon starter? Oh, um, Charmander, for sure. Mm. If not vampires, then what? In, term, in terms of what? <laughs> <laughs> um... If not vampires, uh, probably mummies. I feel like mummies get don't get a lot of play. M Rising. You heard M it here first, folks. Yeah. Huge expansion mm -hmm. coming 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. If you could like have a Sophie's Choice collaboration with this game, who would you pick? Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Ooh. Or like Twilight. a Bram like a Bram Stoker's Dracula, like classic OG. Oh, the thing is, like, we're already kind of classic OG, so right. I'd probably go Buffy. Go Buffy. Also, I just like Buffy. Of course. Who doesn't love Buffy? Some people. I mean. Steve, do taste. another one. <laughs> <laughs> you Cake. wrote some down, so you're ready. Cake or pie? Cake or pie? Oh, probably pie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Pie is you, good. Pie is are good. you a dog person or a cat person? Cat person. I have three cats. Uh, when I, My wife had two cats. I had one cat when I moved in, and I'm just like in debt. Three cats is too many cats. You shouldn't have this many. Three cats is 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 the top amount of cats you should have, in my yeah. opinion. And I've had four at one yeah. point, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just chaos. You should have as uh, roughly as many cats as people pops. <laughs> and then also, yeah, yeah. If uh, if one of them passes on, I I, ho I hope they never do. I hope they live forever. But if one of them passes on, we're not getting another one. <laughs> Would you rather be a reverse merman or a reverse centaur? So like a reverse cent. It's the it's the top half. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love so, when, it, when it finally hits. It's like when uh, like the center. Well, I went, uh, for some reason I went Minotaur. I'm like, but wait for the Minotaur. Which half is the, is the person? Uh, I think I think I would probably go reverse Centaur because then I could breathe on land. It's true. That's true, and you wouldn't have a giant fish face. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that was the big pro. I think being a horrifying fish monster would be awesome, but uh, not being able to breathe on land would suck. And you just or, you be know. walking around with a big fish head and a naked butt. It's bad. 
What's that horse character? BJ Horseman or whatever the fuck? That's like a cartoon character. Bojack. 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 Yeah. That, that show that everyone's trying to get me to watch, and I just never will. Yeah, you can, enough you can, because people are asking you. That could be like a if forever cosplay. Mass of people asking you to watch something, you can't watch. You it. don't. No, you yeah. can't. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. I'm never gonna see JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I'm never gonna see Bojack Horseman. I'm never gonna That's watch. A, actually, I was glad that Taylor only talked about V Rising a little bit before I got into it. It was like, guys, mm. this game is awesome. Great, stop talking. I'll play it. Yeah, that's, all, that's all i need that's all i need <laughs> don't ruin it for me other people by wanting me to enjoy the thing that you love yeah exactly god damn it uh, Jeremy, what's your favorite game of all time oh my favorite game of all time that's really tough i've had to actually think about that one a few times um recently and I don't know. I can't think past like recent things I've done <laughs> because I have a very small brain. Uh, so I think I, I like I really, really enjoyed Elden Ring. But before that, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. Uh... What was the last thing I was playing before that? Yeah, see, my brain's too small. I mean, still Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Is a totally valid. That's, that's a very yeah, Elden good Ring's answer. dope. <laughs> it's it just such a good game. Elden yeah. Ring is big. Is big, awesome, good ass game. <laughs> when uh, you're in games, especially the amount of times you hear people talking about, like, oh, like we should definitely like this game mechanic, blah blah blah, super interesting. Like in Elden Ring, when they did, like, <laughs> like it's almost impossible not to reference the game when you're talking about. It, it's anything. exactly like what the last three years were before Elden Ring, uh, with Breath of the Wild. Like, shut mm-hmm. up about Breath of the Wild. I don't want to hear yeah. about Breath of the Wild anymore. <laughs> Games did this shit before Breath of the Wild. I don't. There was a world before Breath of the Wild, people. Anyway, Maybe. I'm sorry. You could tell I didn't like that game. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, we, if you ever want to try it again, it will always be $60. I, yeah, it'll always be. I have it. I own it. It's there. It's somewhere on my shelf. All right, so I'm going to ask one more. Andy will ask one more. And then, Taylor, you're going to take us home with the final ceremonial question. Okay. Oh, good Lord. Okay. My last question is, would you rather have the ability to teleport or time travel? Definitely teleport. Time travel, like, there's no way you wouldn't. So, like, if you time travel, you're either going to mess something up for sure. Uh, or you're going to end up in some like alternate reality and be, and I'm like, my wife is going to be like a different wife from like this time. It's, it's a mess time. Nobody's ever done time travel well in any medium, uh, and teleportation rocks getting places faster. Uh, I probably already, like, I already need to lose weight. So that would be bad for me, but, (laughs) (laughs) but teleportation would be cool. I'm going to correct you. For a hot second journey. <laughs> okay yeah which yeah. which thing do you think did time travel well? something did time travel exceptionally well and okay. it was a vampire series called legacy mm. of kane now oh, okay. that game fucking nailed time travel and on that note can you get the rights and make a legacy of kane that <laughs> actually does not just a legacy of kane dlc <laughs> could 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 be good listen like a little a little pack why not a little, a little <laughs> art pack why not it's really awesome about legacy of kane is when we first when we put out i don't know if anyone in our studio has played legacy of kane and they put out like uh when we put out like our first uh like gameplay trailer everyone was like oh my god this is just like legacy of kane and then we're like what is that and then we started like looking it up and our our like art director looked up their like blood uh, drinking animation and they're like this is the exact same <laughs> animation that we did how did this happen 
<laughs> accidental plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just like, I guess it did do time travel well because it echoed through time into the brain of our art director. It did. All right. Uh, so this is different than what is your favorite game. Um, mm-hmm. If you could pick a game that you could wipe from your memory and play again for the first time, what game would that be? Hmm. That is actually really tough because mm. there, there is there are a few games that I like really love that I would love to be able to experience again. Mm-hmm. If I want to go just the most recent thing that pops back into my brain, uh, Inscription. Oh, was dude! Such a great experience the first time. That and is like you never get that experience. A top tier selection. It's so good. As you know, <laughs> fellow indie game lovers here, that is that is a that is some good shit. Yeah. I'm sure I have some other deeper, deeper, deeper cuts. No, we can you uh, keep it there. That is, I'm, I'm going to stick with just the recent. I fucking adore that answer. You have no idea. <laughs> 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 I'm happy to connect with you. On that game needs a lot more love. It it it, it got a lot of love, but just hearing it being breathed into the into the world from someone's <laughs> mouth makes me very happy. Okay, our final ceremonial question. Mm-hmm. This is the most important question we ask the entire podcast. You have to answer immediately. Don't think about it. Just <laughs> go with your heart. Okay. And the question is, Stephen, Andy, or Taylor? Taylor, hands down. Fuck yeah. I Easy. want you to know, this is my second time on the podcast. I'm two for two. I was worried I'm about this shit, two. Stephen. I'm two for two. I'm so cool. I'm so special. Yeah. I've got my third episode next week. We'll see how No, you ain't goes, doing but... shit next week, dude. You're <laughs> <laughs> on show. Before you unseat them from their We've own podcast. We've already done it. Sorry. We recorded an hour ago. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens. I'm at Batchild27. Andy's at Bandsky. Taylor is at It's Perger. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. Of course, like I mentioned earlier, you go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast and you can join our Discord for as little as $1. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash dualscreenstv. Our Twitch, twitch.tv slash dualscreenstreams. Um, and you can go to dualscreens.com for all of your dual screens content. And uh, I do want to plug. Including. Including. The article that I wrote. Indeed. Titled, dude. I hate survival games, but love the rising. And that that is 100% out. true. And you could buy some new merch if you go to dualscreens.com slash store. We have some really cool designs up there. Uh, some some uh, gaming indie lo- indie gaming love shirts up there right now so if you like indie gaming and you want to tell people about it uh check out the check out our store um all right jeremy where could everybody find you where could everybody find the team and all that fun stuff we will have links in the uh, show description but you know tell people who are leaving yeah, uh i'm at jerry bears on twitter uh, don't follow me i don't do anything on there that's fair uh for uh <laughs> our twitter uh for the studio though uh we're at Stalock studios at V Rising Game. Definitely follow us at V Rising Game because we are constantly, constantly, constantly posting stuff there. Um, and yeah, uh, Wishlist or and or buy our cool game on Steam, V Rising. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, people have been telling me. Yep. Check it out. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. And as always, please be excellent to each other. <laughs>